Welcome to Pouring Over Pitches. This is Sarah with my co-host Lori and Jake. Today's drink of the day will be the Dole Pineapple Mezcal. We are trying two varieties. We decided that the original recipe called for a mezcal, but we had some smoked mezcal that one of my friends had given me, so we're trying it both ways to see which one we like better. Mm. I think there's a lot of double entendres in that statement. <laughs> Just let that go. Let double entendres are our name. Yes. Mm. I mean, pouring and pouring. Yes. So Ooh, I like the smoke. Are we co-hosts or codependents? I guess that's what I need to know, right? So. Well, I mean, it depends <laughs> on how well this takes off. Right. <laughs> All right. Oh, I do like the smoked better. It's really good. The smoked mezcal does add a nice hint of that smoky flavor underneath the pineapple, which really mm -hmm. knocks it out of the park. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. All right. It's Come good. on, Jake. Let's see your opinion. Oh, yeah. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Dole Pineapple, you've now heard our version. You need to make it a smoked mezcal. Mm -hmm. Our idea was to sit and discuss with each other uh, pitches that people may come forward with. This will help them document and time frame when they've expressed these pitches so that no one else can come back and claim them. But imagine that. You, you go through this, you pour your heart and soul, you're reading Shakespeare forwards and backwards in three languages, and you're trying to create what you have, you come and offer it, and they don't even look at it. They barely look at you, and they give you 45 seconds before they've made a decision. Next, right? And so we're trying to create an opportunity and a way for people to kind of come up with ideas that may not be fully materialized, uh, and hopefully we can riff off of them and try to create some collaborative spaces in which people can work. Be that person that says, well, but have you fleshed out this side of it? Mm -hmm. What about this character? What about this person? What about this thought? And it could be anything. It could be movies. It could be songs, um, poems, ideas you have for anything. Mm -hmm. But at least you'll have three completely uh, independent non-biased individuals who are from the mass marketed areas that you want to sell to who'll be somewhere <laughs> sometime on the open city streets time will stop love will flow and the faster our hearts will beat this is what we call memorization <laughs> of course we're going to be pitching some of our own ideas that we've come up with uh through thought process or whatever uh, but it's it's really crazy. The other night, so I am terrified. I mean, absolutely terrified of scary movies. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I can't. I cannot do them. No. I I'm the person that <laughs> if you make watch a scary movie, I will kick you in your sleep for the next three days, <laughs> as I have nightmares. It doesn't even have to be a good scary movie, and I'm terrified. I remember this one from when I was oh god. Uh, 12, 13, somewhere in that age bracket, you know, middle school, just going into high school, uh, Leviathan or something. Yeah. And it was about uh, this monster that was sucking people down in the sand yeah. <laughs> into the into these tunnels they didn't know were below the sand. And, like, they'd, like, go to pull somebody out of the sand and only be their head. It was really <laughs> weird. What are you doing watching that at 12? I don't know. And... <laughs> Somebody asked, my best friend wanted to go, everybody took me, it was bad. <laughs> but they blew the monster up at the end, and um, they thought that would kill it, but then at the end you just see, like, 
all the tiny pieces they blew up have now become little monsters. Oh. They're like sucking the sand. It's like, <laughs> so I don't watch scary movies. I don't. I don't. Um, but this other the other day, I was talking to somebody. I forget who. And <laughs> I really do. If I've been drinking or something, forget it. It's uh, I don't um, remember a lot of stuff. But pouring over pitches. <laughs> yes, and yeah. I was sitting there thinking about how a lot of I watched a commercial. Something is being remade, and I'm like, oh god, again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, haunted mansion. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Disney. We got to make it perfect. I'm like, why? Yeah. Eddie Murphy's was perfect. Yeah. You know, you don't know. It's only been like 10 years, maybe 15, I don't know, 20? Uh, God, I'm stop counting. Uh, um, but it was it was the perfect. Now that we're doing it, it's like, oh, oh, okay, we're redoing the same concept same. again. Yes. Why? Why do we constantly do that? Why can we not listen to the people that are out there who have great new ideas? And but randomly, it started making me think about, like, what would I do if I was thinking about a new scary movie? Do you remember the old saying you do in the mirror, like, Mary, Mary? Uh, Why has no one done a movie on that? There was, uh, <laughs> in season one of Supernatural, there was... Uh, season one of Supernatural was actually really interesting television, but they took all these urban legends and this, and that was one of them that played out in season one. It was actually pretty good, that episode was, uh, you know, despite anything on CW or whatever, right? It's not making statements about that, but, right. like, you're, you're going off a couple different things there, right? Disney has figured all their good years are behind them. Mm -hmm. right? And they're just trying to figure out ways to capitalize and continue to make money on some of their already great ideas. Right? No, the only thing they're making mo money on right now <laughs> is everything Marvel. It, 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 uh, hey, <laughs> let's not mess with the uh, you know uh, the, the money maker in, in the entire film industry right now, right? Right. I mean, but if you, if you took that concept of that Mary Mary, like calling yeah, out yeah. the thirteen year old, who am I going to marry? You know, thing. But yet, this thing comes out of the mirror instead, and you know. <laughs> I think it's a great idea, and uh, somebody at Bloomhouse Productions or one of those kind of companies would probably be. Yeah, I mean, it, first of all, it's it, it's a great pitch. Yeah. Like it is, uh, you, you get a young cast member, uh, you know, somebody who's easy on the eyes for things like this, and and you could scare the heck out of people, mm -hmm. right? I mean, just imagine a culture of people who can't look in the mirror. Anymore. <laughs> hey, selfies would be on the decline. <laughs> no more duck clips. This would be an amazing thing. <laughs> no more duck clip photos. <laughs> huh. There's a lot of different directions to go with that, obviously. Right. But it, it could be, you know, but they have a whole slew of myths and legends and fables. Uh, from all these different cultures that they could do these amazing stories on with that genre of the horror. And, I mean, the Chupacabra. There's never been a movie on the Chupacabra. Not a good one. Mm. Not yeah, a good one. Not a good one. Have you seen our Chupacabra painting? I don't know where it is right now. It's in the kids' room. So, um, yeah. So there are some a good episode of the, of the X Files. Yes, uh, that's yeah, the one I just yeah, watched. Yeah, yeah. So I've never seen the X Files. No. I haven't either. Uh, I have just started watching it. We, started, we had like a Friday night like oh. watch party. 
I'm already up to One season four, things. almost halfway through season four. Nice. Um, just finished the Chupacabra episode. But yeah. is that scary? Oh, some of them are scary. Like some, scary some of them stuff are. And you're watching it? But it's so it's, it's different. Smart scary. Smart scary is very different. Yeah. Than gore. And, and things like that. Right. Um, I, I cannot watch the Saw movies. Mm-hmm. I, I watched like a minute of one Saw movie I, and that I was it. I tried to watch A Nightmare on Elm Street and was like, no. Mm-mm. But give me a Silence of the Lambs and I'm like, oh yeah, baby. Yeah. Give me. Right. You know, I mean, well, um, smart, scary. That, that's, a, um, that, that's an incredible director, you know, working with incredible base material, right? Mm-hmm. It's a perfect marriage of things, let alone the casting. Exactly. But you also have to, I'm also one of those people that I cannot do a lot of the body humor jokes. I want intelligence behind what's filmed. I want somebody who gives me something to think about as I'm watching it. I just finished watching the first season of Women Who Kill. That was an incredibly done series, well-written perfectly timed and executed with the editing, the director, everything about it. Excellent, excellent script flow through it as you're following three different timelines all living in the same house. Huh. Is that on... I have not one seen of, it. Yeah, I have not it's seen it. It's on Paramount Plus. Paramount uh-huh. Plus. Yes. yes. And if you don't have it, I'll give you my code. I think we do. I think we do. Um, but I, I had never seen it. Yeah. So it starts off with a couple from the 1960s. Uh-huh. She's the perfect little Betty homemaker, stays at home, perfect dress, perfect makeup, perfect hair, dinner on the table exactly when he comes in, perfect pitcher of drinks made. Just like me. Just like you. Um, You know, and he's he's out being the breadwinner. And Alicia Coppola stars as Sheila, the next door neighbor. Her, Her scene is priceless when they're introducing all the neighbors around the table. So the husband and wife of the uh, Jennifer Goodwin and her husband, Rob, uh, her character is Beth Ann. Uh, so Beth Ann and Rob are sitting there meeting the new neighbors, which is Sheila and her husband. And um, he does this little tap of his finger on his coffee cup. And Beth Ann gets up and goes and gets him a cup of coffee and brings it back. <laughs> and Sheila looks at him and goes, excuse me, would it hurt you to say please? So, and you see this completely bewildered look <laughs> on Rob and Beth Sands' faces, like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and she's like, You could have asked her instead of treating her like a dog by picking up your glass and tapping it on the side. And her husband looks and goes, I'm so sorry. I got her a book called Feminine Mystique, and I thought it was about sex and it's about feminism and she's like militant now (laughs) she shoots him a look that could like skin him a lot and then the second couple is lucy lou playing um i forgot the name but she and her husband uh buy this house and they fixed it up and she's like the 84 socialite extravaganza full-on party queen, you know, everything's about who sees me, what it is, and everything, and it turns out her husband is gay. Mm. And everything they face, and then it goes to the third couple who owns this home. Same which, home. Same home. Same it's the okay. same house. Uh, uh, and the now over the, the decades. Yes. yes. Okay. And so it's like the walls are talking kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So the third couple is uh, in an open relationship, 
So she has her play, he has his play, but they their love story is together. And that's what she keeps saying is my love story is with you. Um, but they bring in a third, a girl, um, and every shit hits the fan. <laughs> yeah, girls in trouble. What could go wrong? What could go wrong besides the woman is a psychopath. Um, oh. But it's really interesting because I think my favorite episode was the 10th episode. And it's the final episode of the season. And as the final scenes are playing, all three couples are on screen at once. So you are seeing the... Uh, the end of each of these relationships and they're all playing on the screen at the same time. So as the one couple is, uh, you know, doing this, the other couple is right here in front of them doing this. And it's so crazy and good. And it's so well filmed cinematically, well written. Just everything about it was just perfection. We're in a golden age of television, which is weird since there is no television. Right. This isn't... uh, It's Netflix and binge. Right, yeah. (laughs) The dynamics have changed, obviously. You know, I mean, we we talk about the commonality, like we all used to watch, you know, I don't know, Magnum P.I. or whatever. Oh, did you see the new episode this week? Whatever it was in the 80s. Oh, yes. Uh, Now, everybody has their own little offshoots, and and we're all advertised differently. You know, my Netflix account will advertise different things than yours, or, Mm -hmm. you know, hers. That's why we all have our own different personalities, right? We've all got our own avatars on there when we click on these things on Macs or whatever they are, but it is fascinating how we we all all talk about the same... We don't all talk about the same things anymore. We're trying to convince each other to watch different things. Right, yeah, we're all like soliciting, oh no, this is the one to watch. Severance. Severance, we can't get anybody to watch it. Can't get anyone to watch it. It's so good. It's amazing. So good. Uh, (laughs) What channel is that on? I haven't heard of it. Apple Plus. We were huge Severance fans. Like, we were totally into it's not like anything else on TV. No, yeah, it's totally different. Beautiful, yeah. strange, s- smart, strange, right. whatever. So we're in England at our son's wedding mm-hmm. in a little tea house after we did a castle tour. And where were we? Oh know. my gosh, best story ever, right? I, I mean, so here <laughs> I I was born in Nebraska, uh, and so I have this weird affiliation with the football team there. I was born in Lincoln, Nebraska, and so I've just been a Husker fan my whole life. Um, and, and there are no variances. Like, uh, you know, our friend Brian, he, he has like three teams or something, right? He likes the volunteers, and he likes the Purdue Boilermakers, and he went to both colleges. So, hey, good reason, but it just doesn't run that way for me. This is it, right? This is my team. Uh, and I don't mean like me solely, but I, I am fully invested. And so we're, we're in a tea room in uh, countryside England. Warwickshire? Warwickshire, yeah, maybe, I, I think so. Uh, and, and we're in tea room upstairs. Yeah. Warwickshire Castle. Yeah, Warwickshire Castle. I'm and we had a thatched right. roof um, tea house. Yeah. Uh, it was all set out, and there's little tiny triangle sandwiches and little hors d'oeuvres set out. I mean, it, was, it was an amazing spread for, right. for uh, an, an amazing day. And, you know, as you can imagine, in this tea room that was set up, there's probably 20 women in there. There's probably five men. Right, and so you kind of go this whole thing, and we're all saying, you know, everybody's sipping tea. And of course, I, I'm uh, I'm an American jerk or a coffee, and uh, they, they're like, oh, I guess <laughs> uh, one lump or two, right? Uh, so they go get us some stuff, and they and they 
And I'm sitting there, and, and there's like couches all the way around the room. Uh, not not unlike where we're at here, uh, where there are different areas. I don't know why you keep pulling them and you don't know how this is reading or not. Uh, but so there are couches, and so there's like a couch facing a couch, a little table in between, and there's like all these couches. And so there's basically a man at every couch. I don't know why. It's just how the room spread out. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and so I, I'm sitting there and you're there solely for the aesthetic, right? Well, I'm, Hey, I'm enjoying it. Right? I'm drinking my coffee and eating these little fancy sandwiches and all that sort of Clotted stuff. Clotted cream. Yes. What was that? Clotted cream. Clotted cream. Clotted cream. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You, I don't know if that's helping the story. But either way, so that's uh, what I'm here for. So I'm, I'm here, and, and I hear this guy over on the right. He's um, he, he's some sort. He's a he's a director, uh, but he works on a TV show, and he's like, well, you know, you, you hear these conversations with people. Well, you know, I, you've probably seen some of my stuff. You know, I worked on a show called Gotham, and that sort of thing. And you're like, Ugh. right? You, you kind of have this moment, like any of us who who lived in L.A. or anything like that, you're just like, ah, oh, everybody knows Spielberg, right? You know, or whatever this is, right? You just hear these conversations, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he's going to big time me, right? Uh, and so he's over there, well, I work on this little show on the, you know, CW or something called Gotham. Maybe you've seen it, you know, and we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I just tune the other direction. <laughs> and, I, and, and then I, I hear this other guy, he starts giving like this presentation from these eight women about Nebraska football. And I'm like, what kind of, I'm in England, and this guy over here is trying to teach people about the Cornhuskers. I was like, what? How do we not know each other? We must be related or something. You might and be. And then I hear the director on the side. He's like, well, you know, um, the second largest city in the state of Nebraska on Saturdays, on game days, is is actually, you know, Memorial Stadium. And, well, I'm and they like, weren't even talking to each other. They weren't talking to each other. <laughs> they were on the side of the room, and I'm in the center of this. And I'm like, oh, what's what going on? This is so bizarre. So anyways, I get to meet this guy. I'm like, all right, I'm going to pounce on him, right? We're, we're going to talk Nebraska football. The three of us will be together. We'll have our moment. You know, we'll exchange jerseys or something. I don't know what this is, right? Whatever this strange uh, symbiotic moment is. And then he's like, he's like, he starts talking to me. He's like, well, I'm actually working on this other show that nobody watches, right? And he's like, yeah, it's, it's called Severance. And he's just going to explain it to people. And I'm like, oh, Severance? <laughs> <laughs> this is our show. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing on television. I love it. It's got Christopher Walken in it. Oh. it uh, ben Stiller, actually, I think he's the, the co-creator of the show, and the he's, producer. He's so excited because we've actually watched yeah, it. Yeah, and he's and just, like, just like, seen the show? We're like, I love the show. It's like, oh my gosh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, we have this whole moment, you it's know. Like, oh. Yeah, we get past all the douchiness of, oh, you know, this sort of thing. Oh, I did this, I did that, right? And I was like, you guys watch it. So, there, what is it? There'll be more. There'll be more goats. <laughs> That's all we know. Yes. There'll be more goats. Right? It all makes sense to those of us who have watched it. Right? <laughs> I it's, love challenging things. It's weird, though, like the people you run into. And, oh, small you know, circles. Just, yeah. If you pay attention, I think, to people around you and listen, you know? Right. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I, I You know, I, I kind of, uh, for instance, that we went through that whole thing where, where people downloaded music. And like you know, they're on like Napster, Napster. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I didn't do that. Like, I, my, my best friend was, was the number one MySpace band uh, voted by Rolling Stone. <laughs> like, it was a big deal at the moment. You know, it's like they're unsigned. They're the number one MySpace band, Rolling Stone. Like, promoted them, and they're like. 
Well, that in four ninety five will get you a small cup of coffee, right, at Starbucks. No, well, back then. It right, was. back then. You know, this is like 2008, 2009 or whatever. So, yeah, either way, I had friends who were artists, and I was like, I'm going to download music, and, you know, maybe they're going to come get us for piracy, and, right, and all this sort of stuff. But then at some point, like, I'm such an absolute music nut that people would start handing me hard drives and, and thumb drives or whatever these things were, right? They, some of them were, like, as big as our computers, right? You're like, here, or something. You know, <laughs> not, not a gigabyte, right? You would never dream of that. Like, it's like a tenth of that, whatever that measurement was. And, you know, like you're hooking up all these computers and stuff like that. And then you'd start, I, I would start seeing people's music collections. And then I realized that, like, people I wouldn't even know, you'd be amazed at, like, 75% of the music would all be the same. Mm. You know, like, we'd all have, you know, Pearl Jam 10, Right, we all had you know, born in the USA. Like it didn't matter who they were, and there were variances off of it. But you just saw these commonalities. You see the circles and where they overlap. Uh, and, and despite the fact that this guy came from Nebraska, and this well, guy you have from a New weird York, brain. Uh, well, yeah, I, I try to I try to look at it on a, on a different level, right? But you started to see that sort of stuff, and then I think that we have a lot of things that that could tie us together instead of bring us apart, right? I think that's the one thing, wait, like we all had certain shows and we only had three channels when we were kids, right? That was before Fox when people laughed at Fox. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Gilligan's Island reruns, nobody's watching that, right? You know? Ah, yes, but Fox brought us The Simpsons. They did. They did. Right? I mean, people like to forget that. No. But Fox brought us The Simpsons. Yeah. That has been the predictor of how many current events? <laughs> they predicted a Super Bowl. Spot <laughs> Like a decade in advance. Right. That's what I know. Cookies can't do that. No, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like Matt Gronig is either a yeah. psychic genius or just was like, you know what? This would never happen. Let's write it in. <laughs> <laughs> and then it happened. And he's probably like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the closer you are to it, the Sarah less you used say. the first curse word. I did not. Oh, I did. I will. I, I'm sorry. I am a military child. <laughs> I grew up on military bases. Cursing is just in my DNA. I think we should have a swear jar for the show. <laughs> I'll be contributing Fuck the most. Ones, you know. I will be contributing the most. I'll, I'll just I'll continue buying the alcohol. <laughs> Anybody in the Christian right that is listening to our broadcast, just beware. Okay, I am not doing that. And I am I am a Christian. I, I but it's just. It's gonna happen. Even my parents look at me sideways. <laughs> um, but it's just—it's gonna happen. It's because they know you well. Yes, right. it is. <laughs> but I mean, when you put me—I mean, come on. I'm a teenager growing up on military bases. Yeah. All the guys, you know, new to the military are all cursing their behinds off. Mm. And I like ride a horse past them, and I can make them blush. You know, I got a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> It's just going to happen. I'll try and control it to the best of my ability. I I can't make any promises, though. It'll slip. Uh, Fuck that but, shit. Uh, no. Coming from Sarah, it's who like... might be the most genuine, sweet person I know. So, <laughs> right? it, it just goes to show. So. Sign of intelligence. So. Sign of intelligence. I, I'm still saying it's a sign of intelligence because, I mean, there was a meme that said so. Right. I'm just going to believe that we're meme. Listen to Facebook. We're gonna <laughs> yes, we're going to believe the meme that also says the larger a woman's behind, the smarter and more intelligent all her children are. Because, you know, I got J-Lo. I'm older than her. I beat her out. It's just there. <laughs> <laughs> J-Lo, if you're listening, give us a call. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, but that about wraps up our first episode no. of our podcast. 
And uh, uh, it seems as if the French Bulldogs are getting tired. Uh, we've come to the end of our episode. Our drinks are empty, and we welcome you and thank you for listening to our first episode of Pouring Over Pitches.